and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode five of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tara and Jack. Now, before we get into a recap of our past week, we actually wanted to give you a heads up on something we have in the pipeline. So we are planning our next YouTube video and we want you guys to be involved because it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we, it, uh, it definitely is going to be a fun video. And now that our macros are higher and we have a little bit more freedom in regards to how much and what we eat. Uh, we wanted basically Instagram to choose what we eat for a full day of eating and thought that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because, you know, your average YouTube video when people do full days of eating, they just kind of decide what they want to eat. Mm. But what we Which think... Which is great. Yeah, of course. And let's hope that Instagram still picks things that we would not <laughs> mind putting into our mouths and our taste buds experiencing. Mm. But we wanted to give you a heads up because we are recording this podcast today on Sunday, the 20th of June, and we're planning on putting out some polls on our Instagram pages on Wednesday, the 23rd of June, and essentially just asking you guys, hey, if you were in control of what we (laughs) eat for 24 hours, what would you want to see us eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Mm. So give us all your ideas, hit us up. And yeah, try to be creative with it. (laughs) Yeah, so make sure you're following us on Instagram and keep an eye on our TBD stories. Uh, We'll probably reshare it on our personal pages as well. But yeah, if you want to give some input, it can be wacky, it can be normal, it can be your favorite meals. Um, And then we'll probably randomize it. So we'll we'll put it all into a a program and then pick random and Mm -hmm. then it will kind of spit out one meal for breakfast, lunch and dinner that we will be consuming. So subscribe to YouTube, uh, follow us on Instagram and and stay posted. Heck, and TBD might even give you a shout out. Like, hey, <laughs> Jenny's the one who told us to eat spaghetti with pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds not too bad, actually. Yeah, I like spaghetti and I like pickles. I've never tried them together, though. Yeah, well, let's get stuck into our weeks. Great. So do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. I can go first. Well, the week did start off on a high note. We definitely had a long overdue training session with the general, general muscle, Lawrence Greaves at Club Lime Victoria Point. Boy, it'd been a long time since we trained together. Mm. I think, blame it on prep. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, usually comes down to prep, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, Because, you know, everyone just gets stuck in their ways and we always just train like lone wolves. But anyway... We got finally a training session in with Lawrence, and that's the first time I've ever trained at a Club Lime gym. Like mm. a lot of my clients in New South Wales and ACT, they all train at Club Limes and they rave about them, but it's just not really popular up here in Queensland. Mm. It's an interesting name for a gym, isn't it? Yeah, Club Lime. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> anyway, that was a cool Compared training. Compared to World Gym, like World Gym, it's uh, it's the gym of the world. It is, and that's where we train. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was really fun to obviously catch up with Lawrence. Always such a good time. And uh, it just reminds you that there's such good quality, friendly people in this industry. And I'm just so happy to have good quality friends that I've met through bodybuilding. So that was really fun to train with Lawrence. New gym. And yeah, I actually had a a big PB that day. I started off with shoulder press and I managed to do 17.5 kilogram dumbbells for three by 10. Wow. And 
Well, that's a PB at this body weight. I've done that once before, but I was 71 kilograms. <laughs> so over 10 kilos. Heavier. Yeah, man, 11 kilograms heavier. I pressed that same weight. So that was pretty freaking awesome to do when I was in the 60 kilograms for sure. And it just, it just feels so good. By the way, I was 71 kilograms, like at my very peak back in 2019. <laughs> Was that after coming back from Thailand? That was after coming back from Club Med with three buffets a day. No regrets. (laughs) But anyway, that was pretty awesome to be able to push that weight at a much lighter body weight. And it always just feels really good. So yeah, that was an awesome start to the week. And the rest of the week, training was good, but also uh, it just kind of stunk. Because like I spoke about last week, I've just been putting up with this lower back niggle in my right side. And just to try to accelerate the healing process this past week, I actually just laid off the movements that were really aggravating it, which are like my hip hinging movements. And they just happen to be my most demanding movements of the week, but also they're my most enjoyable movements of the week because I freaking love getting the kick out of really pushing myself. So this past week I had to take off Bulgarians, my Smith machine lunges, my dumbbell RDLs, my barbell RDLs, and my hip thrusts, which I just really missed it, man. Cause every day I wake up and like, I'm in my improvement season right now. Like I just want to train hard. Like I actually really missed going to the gym and getting a little bit anxious over picking up those kettlebells for Bulgarians. Luckily my back is definitely starting to feel better. It's not 100% yet, but it's definitely feeling a heck of a lot better than it did last week. Uh, But I think just from lower systemic fatigue overall, I was definitely able to increase my performance on some of my upper body movements. And also just when I was taking off those movements, like instead of a Bulgarian or a lunge, I would do leg extension. Instead of an RDL, I would do a lying leg curl or a seated leg curl, obviously just to still target the same musculature, but there's no denying that a leg extension does not compare to a Bulgarian. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not quite the same. No, but heck, I was able to at least go up in my leg extension strength a little <laughs> bit. So that was kind of a win. But I also got to try out a few new movements this week, uh, which I really enjoyed. They're not like brand new movements, but they're new variations of current movements that I do. So for example, I've been doing dumbbell lateral raises and the machine lateral raise for a really long time. But this past week, I actually gave cuffed lateral raises on the cable machine a go. And boy, oh boy, I have never felt my delts in the same way that I did. Mm, One of my favorites too. It's incredible. And so guys, essentially what you do is you just, if you have an ankle cuff, you just put that around your wrist. Don't grab onto it. Like don't make a fist so that you're not really recruiting any sort of bicep. And then just do it single arm, put the little cable attachment at the very bottom of the cable machine, lean away and just do your lateral raises. And boy, I bet you'll get a great connection and a gnarly pump and I just love them. I love them so much. So I'm just very excited because that's definitely a body part that I majorly need to bring up is my shoulders. Like come 2023, I want to be stepping on stage with like softballs (laughs) on there. So I'm going to keep doing my lateral raises on the cable machine. And I used to do dumbbell tricep overhead extensions, but this past week I gave 
tricep extensions with the rope a go on the cable machine. And again, just felt such a better connection, such better control. So I'm really excited to transfer over to that variation too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've always preferred the cable machine over dumbbells for arms. Mm, definitely. I think it's just because you just obviously have that constant resistance. Mm. Well, plus you can also vary the the attachment point of the cable, which mm. you can't really do for dumbbells. No, you can't. But that was all super positive stuff with training. I think the only thing is, is that I actually gave adductions a go this week, which is something that I've, it's been playing on my mind for a really long time. But one, I've been hesitant because there's nothing worse than having sore adductors. Like, Mm. God, sore adductors. Every time you walk, every time you sit down, you're just like, ow. (laughs) So I think I was just nervous to have sore adductors because we all know the very first time you do an exercise, you're probably going to feel sore and Mm. you don't have to train to failure or even close. It's just from doing a new movement. But again, this week, because I wasn't doing all my hip hinging stuff, which greatly targets my adductors I was like okay I'll give the adductor machine a go unfortunately I just wasn't that successful I just really felt it in my tendons Mm. and in the coming days I was just really sore in my (laughs) tendons uh right at that insertion point in my groin yeah yeah so yeah just very sore in my groin so unfortunately the adductor machine is probably a no-go for me but boy I'm just excited to get back into my like heavy lifting with Bulgarians, lunges, RDLs, hip thrusts, so that obviously I can keep growing my adductors that way. Cause they're definitely growing. They're definitely developing. And over the past few years, like I've definitely added more size to my adductors. Like long gone are the days where I just had this humongous thigh gap. So, uh, yeah, but you know, it's interesting if any girl is listening to this and you were like in that scene, probably between like 2010 to maybe 2013 or 2014 it was like the tumblr years and do you guys ever remember actually seeing those tumblr profiles with all those girls at the beach and essentially just thigh gaps were like worshipped and praised like if a girl could put both of her feet together and have like a large gap between her legs it was beautiful right and i feel like back when I was much younger, like I aspired to that. Mm. But now all I want is more meat on my thighs. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, give me the adductors. Because one, when I do my figure posing at ICN, like in a front symmetry pose, I'm like trying for my dear life for my thighs to touch. And they like just touch. And I even remember when I was doing my posing practice with Steph and like you're in a back pose for IFBB and then you want to transition back to the front. Like I couldn't do a lot of the nice transitions a lot of the other girls could do where they sway their hips and they bring both feet together. Because when they sway their hips and bring both feet together, their thighs and their adductors touch. And it looks beautiful. But me, I just had this big ass gap between my legs. And I'm like, well, this ain't very aesthetic. So anyway, uh, yeah, the adductor machine's probably not a go. But let's get back into the heavy Bulgarians and grow some more thighs. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. I think I'm in a very similar boat with the adductions. Like, mm. fortunately, it's not a weak point for me. And I get a lot of stimulus out of pretty much any sort of leg movement. But 
I can't do direct adductor stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but abductions, on the other hand, guys, remember adductions are when you're like adding your legs together, but abductions is when you're pushing your legs apart. Uh, abductions, I've actually been doing abductions every single session. So either on the abduction machine or on the cable machine. And I have noticed a significant difference to my glute meds, which Mm. is really exciting because I feel like with my glutes, that's the missing component. I'm missing that upper shelf and that glute med, that really side booty pop. I've, I definitely have like the lower portion of my glutes well-developed. Like if, if you go on my Instagram, like when, when I get lean, I definitely have that tie in and you can definitely see how my glutes narrow down into my hamstrings. And that's just because I do heavy, deep Bulgarians, lunges, RDLs, which help to develop the lower fibers of your glutes, but they don't necessarily help to develop the upper fibers of your glutes or your glute meds, unless you're doing like banded variations and stuff. But yeah, we took progress photos today for the first time properly (laughs) since prep. So solid uh, six weeks, solid six weeks, but hell, like I've seen six weeks of gains and I ain't mad, man. Like I can see some bigger glute meads there and it's getting me really excited. So that plus another, like what, another 120 weeks or something until we actually step on stage. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm off to a crack and start. Awesome. I'm glad you think so. (laughs) Thank you very much. But yeah, that's pretty much training. And I guess I'll just wrap up with nutrition. So I did keep nutrition the exact same this past week at my original macros of 200 protein, 350 carb, 40 fat. And uh, my weekly average last week was 60.4. That was holding strong till about midweek. But then my weight just jumped up to like the low 61s from 60.4. It went up to like 61.1, 61 flat. And my weekly average this past week actually ended up being at 60.9, which again, it's quite whack. And I don't know if that's like, I took out those big compound movements, but I still replaced that exercise with another exercise. But I find it hard to believe that just by not doing a few sets of heavy compounds, that would contribute to 500 grams Mm. extra in body weight. I'm not sure. Well, the fact that it happened to me as well. Yeah, your weight jumped up as well, and you'll get into that too. And uh, we're like, (laughs) we don't want to be poor bodybuilders, (laughs) but like, should we blame the tool? You know, like, should we blame the scale? Is something wrong with this thing? Is it accurate? Should we return it? Uh, We definitely did have that conversation at 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, it's just too much of a coincidence. But then you, you think about... The, the person who brings the scale back to the shop saying, this thing's broken, it's not showing me the right number. Yeah, we're like, oh God, do we? what do we do here? Should we just buy another one and not ask for a refund from Kmart? Mm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, my weight shot up, but we took progress photos today. And again, if I'm 60.9 on average, looking like this six weeks post-show, I'm not mad. And again, I think that's only just over, no, that's still actually under three kilograms of from my stage weight six weeks ago. So it's not like it's a, an absurd amount of body fat by any means, but at the same time, I've definitely noticed this past week is that my appetite has just like, it's severely diminished. Like Mm. it's the lowest it's ever been so close to a dieting phase. Again, only six weeks post show. And like this past week, you can even attest to this. You're like, Terry, are you going to eat? And I'm like, 
God damn, it's time to eat again. Like I, it's amazing. And it's, it's so freeing because I'm just eating because it's the time to eat, but I'm not like between meals. I'm so focused on my client work, our social media content, going to the gym, whatever we're doing. I'm so focused on what we're doing. It's kind of just like eating's just what you do. It's like, Mm. oh, it's time to do that again too. Uh, And it's so nice because I'm not food focused at all. I'm not thinking about my meals at all. So when are you gonna start changing them up a bit? Yeah, well, I've started a little bit, but this coming week, because one, I think it's just time for me to lower down my protein intake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's going to come naturally from... Reducing the cakes? Reducing the cakes, because I went through prep for like seven months, right? And pretty devoid of my one of my favorite foods, protein cakes. So I feel like these past six... Check out Tiara's YouTube video. (laughs) But these past six weeks, I was just like, all I wanted was protein cakes. I was like, I got to make up for lost time. I'm going to have three protein cakes a day. And like we've saw in the past, guys, I add variety. I use different grains and proteins and fruits and all that jazz. But still, it's still protein cake. It's still high it's in like protein. like saying cake in general. Like you got carrot cake, you got mm. hummingbird cake, you got a sponge cake. Mm. Or like it's like cake. a stir fry. You know, mm. you could add so many different vegetables and meats to a stir fry sort yeah. of thing. But anyway, uh, that's the reason why my protein intake has been so high up at that 200 grams. But now I'm like, you know what? My appetite's pretty diminished and I I don't even feel like protein cakes are still delicious. I still like them, but I'm like, I can probably just change this over to probably like just some cream of wheat again. I don't necessarily need to add the protein or I could just blend some wholemeal flour with some oats and a banana and not add the protein. Like I can start mixing it up a little bit there and naturally my protein intake will decrease. And I've started that today and it's come down to 175 grams. So um, what I'm just gonna do this next coming week is keep carbs and fats the same. So 350 carb, 40 fat, but just naturally bring my protein down to 175, a little bit more of a responsible amount. (laughs) But I think that's good. Like it shows that my food focus is really lowering, my appetite's lowering. And I just, it's so nice to not be uh controlled by food right now Mm, after like it really is yeah it really just uh it took over so much of my mind which is very normal for these past few months during prep so yeah feel very free but yeah that was pretty much my week it was a solid week and you know that tbd's energy levels are high when they take their dogs to the dog beach today we did return to nudgy dog beach with our border collies and that was absolutely lovely so Really nice way to end our Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, perfect weather as well. Oh, June in Australia is just so freaking beautiful. Anyway, Jack, I want to hear, how was your past week? Yeah, so I might as well start on nutrition since you ended with that. And my weight actually did shoot up a little bit this week as well. For So to clue you guys in, uh, last week I ended at about 80 kilos on average. And that was kind of ended or concluded my more aggressive portion of the reverse diet or recovery phase, if you want to call it. And now I'm basically going to be gaining around, my aim is around 0.2 to 0.3 kilos each week. And basically, like I reached a high of 80.7 this week, I think on Friday or Saturday morning. Yeah, so yesterday morning, actually. And I basically was a bit surprised at that because... Uh, throughout the previous weeks, I've I've actually stalled in body weight, eating m- slightly more food 
um, because I did I did see the trend that was happening this week that it was going like 80.2, 80.3, 80.5, 80.7, and I did decrease carbs slightly to try and offset that. Um, so yeah, I'm just a bit surprised, not really worried. Uh, because I'm sure if it is a fluctuation, then fluctuations do come down. And I haven't really influenced or changed any other variables. Like training stayed the same. Out- output has stayed the same. I have manipulated food sources slightly, uh, but not really too much. Like I've I've been mixing up things like rice and polenta. And I I always double check the, the entry that I use for them. And uh, pretty much everything else has stayed the same. So yeah, just a bit of a interesting conundrum, which we kind of like to naturally dig apart anyway, or pick apart, because uh, that's what we do. So um, why is my weight doing this normal fluctuation thing? Mm. How dare it! And especially like when when we think about like how much veg we consume, how much whole grains, how much dietary fiber. Dude, how much water we yeah, drink? Water. So like the amount of fluctuation we're getting is is more than you we're used to, but it's still not that much. So yeah, there it is. And yeah, in terms of everything else with nutrition, I probably just will be a little bit more conservative this week. So maybe bring carbohydrates down to uh, like like between 500 and 525 just to get that baseline measure again before I uh, push back up in body weight because technically I if it remains at 80.7 I gained like more than two weeks of weight gain and I'm just a sort of person where I, I like objectivity I like numbers and to for me like still gaining 0.3 kilos despite gaining two weeks worth of weight gain it doesn't nothing necessarily is super wrong with that but it doesn't compute well in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think we both have to accept that it's not always going to work out perfectly no it's not we can yeah. try to control these things to the best of our ability but at the end of the day our body's kind of going to do what it wants yeah but yes i guess that's <laughs> yeah I'll you can't agree. deny that we're trying. <laughs> anyway, so other than that with nutrition, yeah, I've definitely reduced my appetite. Well, not. I haven't intentionally reduced my appetite. Mm. Like that's just what's happened with weight gain. And I can definitely feel the increase in weight in certain areas. Like even my arms, interestingly, like I can feel that they're a lot fuller. You do have really nice arms. I've been <laughs> checking them out lately because you're wearing more tank tops. Yeah. Thanks. Um <laughs> And yeah, undoubtedly the midsection as well. Interestingly, the glutes, I can, I can feel like when I chuck on the same pair of pants, like the glutes are pushing the, the boundaries a little bit and uh, definitely more padding when I sit down. But, but that's good because during prep, I bought us some new TBD track pants. And mm. I, the first time you put them on, because you ordered a large, I got a small. But the first time you put them on, Did you're you like, a small? yeah, I have a small. Oh, well, I thought you meant you got me a small. No, uh, you've got the large. and um, Yours fit me perfectly. I should have got the small. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. You tried them on in prep. But I, I know that when you first tried on the large, you're like, oh, no, is this too big? And I'm like, Jack, <laughs> just wait. All right. Give it a few weeks and definitely wait till you're 94 kilograms again. Yeah. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. So there's that. And otherwise, I'm, I'm still enjoying the food that I eat. I still look forward to each meal and probably one of 
one thing that I do want to start working on is just reducing the quantity of the, the volume that I'm eating more so in my evening meal, like everything else I've like for a normal person, it's still very high mm. for me. It's definitely reduced, especially like the protein cake and switching to rice, which is a very carbohydrate dense food. There were actually some funny comments on our YouTube about that. I can't remember which video it was. It might've even been a show day video where we were like, yeah, we're keeping food volume low today. Mm. And it's like next minute eating one liter of oats <laughs> Yeah, out of a casserole dish. I think that was a comment. <laughs> But especially the evening meal where I'm still having like, I don't know, like 10 plus serves of vegetables. And that's just because I guess it's a habit. And the hardest thing is breaking that habit because I'm like, I can, I can, I can fit these veggies, veg in. I enjoy eating it. I like to top it with my cottage cheese and like, who's going to stop me. But at the same time, like it's not even providing me any gastric discomfort. It's not causing me bloating or digestion issues, but it's just kind of a bit uh, redundant. Like I'm not really, I'm just sitting there on the couch with a bit of a food baby each mm. evening and I don't really need that in my life anymore. <laughs> so basically that's something that I'm going to work on. I think I just need to take the plunge and I even asked you before this, okay, what veg am I going to cut out? I um, picked the zucchini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry to all those people out there who uh, love their zotes, mm. but uh, yeah, the zucchini had to go. Yeah, so that's, I think one one veg out now there are only five or six remain mm-hmm. so yeah I'll um, probably taper that down to maybe like I'll still do at least 500 grams every single day mm. like even in the peak of my off season because you the for males the veg intake is 450 grams a day in order to get six serves so like realistically it's probably mm, between 1.2 to 1.5 kilos so I'll I'll start to taper that down in the coming weeks and. I know there might be a little appetite spike to begin with, but it might even improve my sleep quality by by not having a, such a full stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than that with nutrition, I think that's pretty much everything. And uh, I'll, I'll actually be recording a full day of eating this week, which um, I haven't done yet in the off season. So I'm looking forward to doing that and cluing you guys in a bit with uh, my food choices because they have changed uh, considerably since prep. And in terms of training, so overall, I've been really enjoying training. And this week was kind of the week for me where I'm like, okay, Jack, you've had enough time to kind of uh, reassociate yourself with some of these new exercises, like the the Smith, Smith machine flat press and like the flared dumbbell row, stuff like that. And now that I'm acclimatized to those movements, I've been basically pushing the limits of uh, proximity to failure and, and going close to failure or to failure for them and like I, I've had some very large jumps let's just say because I haven't really been pushing myself as hard as I usually do purely because it's the first block after the my comp prep season and I've just been prioritizing getting that form under control first and and we have to remember that there's that neurological adaptation with these new movements where you can make huge jumps and in weight unrelated to muscle gain it's it's only it's purely due to technical efficiency mm-hmm. yeah so i've like for example for the my flared single arm dumbbell row where i keep my arm flared to prioritize the upper back i went up in i went from like 34 kilo dumbbell to 38 
And I think I got even more reps with the 38 and the 34. Dang. And like your seal row has really gone up as well, hasn't mm. it? Yeah, I think that's gone up by, I think like a, a set of dumbbells every session. That's so nice. What did you start with? I think like not much, like 15 or 17s. I'm doing the 17.5s now. Yeah, well, it goes to show that I was being a bit of a... <laughs> Yeah, a pussy. As long as you got that connection, right? <laughs> it's all about the connection, nothing else. <laughs> no, but I love Saturdays, though, because that's actually the one day of the week where Jack and I do one exercise together, and we share one meal together yeah. for our rest day rows. So it's special, because we do absolutely everything together, and obviously we always eat our meals at the same time, we train at the same time, but... We actually only perform one of the same movements together yeah. and eat one meal that's mm. the same food. Mm. But Well, not quite the same. I had beans yesterday. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any beans. No, I didn't. But I had potatoes and you mm-hmm. didn't have any either. Yeah, well, so. yeah, back to training. So <laughs> everything else is going smoothly. Like I've, I've pushed my RDLs back up to 160 because I'm confident now. And my I can tell the extra weight gain has really helped with my stability. And that went well. Upper, uh, sorry, lower back is, is definitely feeling some fatigue this weekend. And I'm probably going to give it one more week of training before I deload. So that'll be six full weeks of training. And then I'll, then I'll yeah, incorporate a deload. And I haven't really decided how I'm going to structure that deload yet. Whether I'll just take more rest days. Whether I'll do the traditional method of reducing volume and intensity or, or one or the other. I'll probably... Do a, maybe do a mixture, like train three or four days and do some full body sessions for those three days. Mm. Uh, that's what I like to do in the past with the with the off season, just because I can I can do some other things on those extra rest days, like get in some more work or do something that I wouldn't usually be able to fit into my day. I have an idea. What? Well, since both of our backs are giving us a little bit of havoc, what we should do is treat ourselves. Massage. Go get a massage. <laughs> We should just do it. We never do well, those things. Like other people, they spend so much money on like getting their brows done and all this stuff. Like I just see massages as purely like a purely cosmetic thing. Like I think it's like putting a band-aid on the real issue. Like my back is a bit sore because I did some RDLs. Like it's, mm. I, I, I keep very much up to date with like mobility and foam rolling Yeah, but you stuff. can't deny that it feels really good and it's really relaxing. We need to find you a really strong male masseuse, you know? Mm. Like someone that, like you actually have to ask them like, whoa, hey, like, can you go a bit lighter, please? Because I feel like you're always asked, trying to, well, if you're like, you don't want to be rude, but politely like, hey, can you mm. actually like, you know, try? Yeah, it's, it's hard to much. find someone who, like either they aren't hard enough, like it, mm-hmm. I can't really feel anything, or they, they end up manipulating my back in all these different ways that it feels, it, I feel worse at the end of it because maybe that's just obviously the place we're going to. Uh, so we need to find some decent masseuses. Yeah, and I'm on completely the other end of the spectrum. I'm like so sensitive. Someone just pokes my back. I'm like, oh man, that feels good. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, was that your week? Anything else to report on? Not really. Um, I'm just going to see how this week goes with the intensity side of things and uh, fortunately everything else is in pretty good nick and uh, I do start off with T-bar rows as my second exercise tomorrow so the the lower back has been feeling better and better it's I know it's it's not an injury or a strain or pull it's just some pretty crazy doms after stepping up the RDL so I'll definitely keep an eye on that 
but otherwise I'm some exciting news in the near future for me which I'll clue everyone in uh, in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and uh, yeah until then that's it for me that's a wrap awesome well what would you like to improve this coming week so basically what I mentioned in the episode or I just mentioned about the veg intake so mm-hmm. I need to make that cut this week and maybe even from this evening <laughs> maybe you can hold me to it see you later Zook <laughs> And uh, at the same time, I've already bought my zucchini, so I don't want to waste it. Yeah, well, the dogs, they love that stuff. We've been feeding our dogs, like, my old pears I got from Sam Coco's really cheap, and they went a bit soggy. Mm. Uh, So those dogs eat anything. Oh, yeah, I know Boston will. Sam Sam will eat around her veg first, Mm -hmm. and then she'll... She'll only eat it at the end because Boston's like looking over her shoulder. Yeah, like, hey, you gonna eat that zucchini? <laughs> so uh, I guess if the zuc- like we're not gonna throw them away, I think the dogs would benefit. Mm, true that. Yeah. yeah. And what do you want to improve on? I I'm just gonna do a copy and paste from last week because my back's still not 100%. But again, this coming week I just really want to improve the recovery in my lower back, and I really want to get back into my big compound movements because I freaking miss them. Like mm. nothing can compare to that adrenaline rush you get from just lifting really heavy shiz in the gym. So yeah. God, I just really Plus, yeah, endorphin rush and and satisfaction as well. Yeah, and just feeling really freaking strong. And again, this past week the only real glute movement I was able to do was seated hip abductions. Like I didn't I wasn't able to do any movement pattern that really stretched my lower glutes. So ah. Mm. Uh, Anyway, let's uh, let's hope. I'm going to stay on top of my trigger balling and mobility too and just ease back into it as well. But let's hope that I can train pain-free this week. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in as always. And if you did enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Catch you guys. <laughs>